Business Hour with Oliver Fang on OFM. Yesterday, the world celebrated International Women's Day, themed hashtag Embrace Equity. This year's celebration was aimed at noting the distinct difference between equality and equity, advocating for fairness and opportunities awarded because equality alone is not enough a measure of how level the ground is when it comes to the opportunities that are provided. Well, to delve into how women entrepreneurship is leveling the playing field and encouraging economic growth. I'm chatting to Mape Forsipula. She's the head of research and gender lead at Property Point. What would you say, you know, if you compare the challenges that female-led businesses face or faced in 2008 as compared to those that they're facing currently, what would you say has changed and what you what would you say hasn't changed? I think the biggest thing that has changed is that you're seeing more women entering into the sector uh, and starting to run businesses within the sector. But I think, unfortunately, the challenges still remain. I think the challenges are still around access to finance, access to markets, access to effective business support, as well as network. And so those challenges still are prominent for female entrepreneurs. And I think they are a little bit more nuanced. And I think there can be an argument that, you know, these are the same challenges that male entrepreneurs are also facing, but I think they're a little bit more nuanced nuance for female entrepreneurship who still have to grapple with perceptions around whether they're capable to do the work and whether they have the capabilities to do so. Also still questioning around their capabilities and their leadership abilities within the sector. So I think the challenges are there, but I think what is exciting to see is kind of more women um, within the industry and still breaking through those challenges and barriers. That's wonderful. And I mean, what are the lessons that Property Point specifically has gleaned from the, the acceleration program? So in terms of lessons, I think, you know, having been in existence since 2008 and then in 2019, we kind of made an were intentional around being supporting female entrepreneurs. And then 2020, having launched our first all-women's cohort, I think during that period, there's been a lot of like learnings. And one of them has been around the importance around being intentional when it comes to supporting female entrepreneurs and understanding that you can't have a blanket approach when you're kind of supporting female entrepreneurs because of the kind of nuanced challenges that I've kind of explained to you. So you have to kind of be able to design programs that speak to those needs. Also having learned that, you know, you have to take your external stakeholders on the journey with you when you begin to start applying a gender lens to your work. Well, I mean, Mapifo, we heard a lot of uh, property experts think tell us on the back of COVID that the commercial property space was really kind of reeling on the back of COVID. Would you say that has been another barrier of entry for female entrepreneurs in that space? You've mentioned lack of financial support and other other challenges. But would you say that is one of the others? And if you can elaborate on more, you mind mentioning them? I think that's definitely a challenge. I think the broadly like the state of the economy and, and particularly the state of the sector, I think uh, what we saw with COVID-19, women-owned businesses were kind of the most impacted when it came to the kind of survival of their businesses. So I think COVID-19 did set you know, the agenda around gender equality when it comes to entrepreneurship did set us back. So really being able to enter into a sector where there are a number of challenges and being able to access opportunities and sizable opportunities also becomes a challenge. So I think the number one is, is being able to enter into in a, into a sector, but one, also once you're in the sector, being able to grow a sustainable business. Well, let's uh, get into how the empowerment of, of women-owned businesses changes the 
status quo of the property industry in particular, because that's the industry or the sector that we're focusing on here. I think this has predominantly been male-dominated sector. So really being able to empower women is really critical in terms of shifting the narrative around it not being a male-dominated sector, but that women are present within the sector. So I think that's one thing that we've seen in our, our sector that we're really excited about is that you are seeing women breaking through these barriers, building sustainable businesses, driving innovation, creating jobs, and really not being afraid to take up space in the industry and really hold spaces of influence and I think that's also quite critical and it has ripple effects, you know, as we see more female entrepreneurs and women of influence within the industry, it has a ripple effect on getting more younger women into the industry as they are encouraged that it is possible. So I think that begins to shift the status quo. And then I think it also begins to help us reshape in terms of what the industry should be looking like and when more women are participating within the industry. I mean, one of the talking points that was shared with us, the way in which the playing fields in that industry are skewed towards traditional power structures. Can you maybe elaborate a bit on that other than the financial? What are some of these traditional power structures that exist in your particular industry and what changes are being made to kind of alter the way things are presently? Yes, I think as, you know, as mentioned earlier, you know, it still is predominantly a male dominated sector. So, you know, when you think around decision making structures, those are still predominantly held by, by men. So when you start looking at how then opportunities are allocated and whether women have access to those opportunities, that becomes a challenge, particularly when you start thinking around the spaces in which, you know, uh, these decisions are made. What are the trends that you're observing in uh, the property space and how can female startups take advantage of some of those trends? I think within the sector, I think there are a number of opportunities um, and particularly when you start thinking around, you know, how much government is kind of putting towards infrastructure development and that kind of unlocks a lot of opportunities for entrepreneurs who are in the construction and property space. And I think with those kind of opportunities coming up, I think it's really important that female entrepreneurs remain ready and kind of remain ready in the sense that, you know, they're ensuring their compliance is in place. They're ensuring, you know, that they're providing quality services. I think it's important for them to also continuously be learning and building up on their technical skills and really always, always continuously kind of looking at new trends so that they are able to pivot and innovate when necessary. I think it's also just critical for them to have really a strong team so they can focus on the more strategic parts of their business, uh, elements of their business, and also just realizing that, you know, they're not always going to have everything figured out. They just need to be able to look for like-minded people, ask for help when necessary, and also just to collaborate with other women and others and actually just learn from others as well. That was Mape Fosipula, Head of Research and Gender Lead at Property Point. The Business Hour with Oliver Fang on OFM.